Today with Catherine Ruinala. Well, praise God. I've been um, uh, just this weekend down in Newcastle, New South Wales, and we had an amazing time. It was just glorious. We did a prophetic conference at the same time I was um, also doing an online International Association of Healing Ministers conference, the Presence Conference, um, uh, with 70-plus healing ministers from around the world. I'm speaking there every day and, and also speaking every day at the, the conference. And I was just saturated in an atmosphere of faith, which is so encour encouraging. You can actually still uh, go online and watch some of those those sessions, but really powerful testimonies of God's healing power. And uh, then on Sunday night, we, we had a healing meeting, a regional healing meeting. And I, I had just come to the place where I got really desperate. You know, I was in Wollongong just a few weeks ago, and we saw some wonderful things. God did some wonderful things, people getting saved and people baptizing the Holy Spirit, wonderful healings. But on that, that Sunday night in Wollongong, a friend of mine turned up, um, who Eddie, who I, I love, I, I met many years ago, who has severe Parkinson's and really uh, has really struggled with it. And my heart just wanted to, wants to see him healed. And so I called him out to pray for him and we just went for it, praying for his healing. And we didn't see any major um, miracle for him. And I went home that night and though God had done so many things in so many other people, I just was Oh, so frustrated. Like, God, it's not okay. It's not okay that they're not all being healed. God, it's not okay. I'm not content with this. And I had an appointment to speak uh, to our friend Tony Thompson in the US. I've run with him for 17 years now. Uh, he runs Glory City Atlanta. And uh, I was just, we were having our, our meeting and I was expressing my holy frustration. And Tony, I mean, he's seen such astonishing miracles. And we together have seen God do so many things. But he was in that same place of, I am feeling it too. It's like, oh, I can't be content with a few miracles here and there. I've got to see God do what he said he would do, that the same works that he did and greater works we would do also. And, and we just was stirring each other up in this holy frustration. Well, fast forward a couple of weeks to Newcastle. And on the Sunday, I just felt, I felt to fast, which is unusual for me. I don't enjoy fasting. I used to be really good at it when I was younger. I'd fast one day a week, every week, but um, I, don't, I don't love fasting. And if I go too long, I, you know, I'm not even safe to drive. I can't think straight. It's just scary. But so I felt though to fast. And, you know, fasting doesn't earn us something. But fasting helps us focus. And I also ask the people, if you want a healing, I want you to consider fasting and praying and coming on Sunday night. And so they came and they just filled the place, packed it out. And the reason I, I asked them also to consider fasting and praying is, again, not to pay a price to, to get the healing, but because I was reminded of the woman with the issue of blood, that she had determined in her heart when she was coming to see Jesus, she knew what she was coming for. This is what's going to happen. If I can just 
pressed through the crowd and touched the hem of his garment. She had already decided in her heart what was going to happen when she made contact with Jesus. She'd already decided, I'm coming for a reason. And there's one reason I am focused. I'm going to touch him and I'm going to be healed. And she was. And virtue came out of Jesus and she was healed. Though many, many others were touching him. And there's something about having an attitude that's not just, well, I'll get prayer if it's on offer. But having this attitude, I'm coming for a reason and I know what I'm coming for and I'm going to get what I came for. Uh, there's something about it. We saw it, you could you hear, hear about it from the Catherine Kuhlman Crusades where, where people would, just the journey of getting there, their faith caused them to become so focused. I know why I'm making this effort to get to this meeting. I know why I'm lining up for hours because when I get in the presence of God, I'm going to be healed. So anyway, we got to the meeting on Sunday night and um, I'd asked the Holy Spirit beforehand, Lord, what do you want to do? And one of the first things I saw him doing just as I was praying beforehand is I saw him getting me to get people to stand up, uh, particularly if they had neurological uh, diseases like MS or uh, other things that, that affect them, their bodies. And the one who stood up was a man who had Parkinson's. And I, in the vision, as I had been praying about what the Lord wants to do, I just saw them stand there and receive by faith, just in their seats. Well, shortly afterwards, this man came down the front to, to tell us that he was, um, his Parkinson's, which was still a uh, fairly early stage, um, his key symptom was double vision. And after he'd received from the Lord that night, just there in the presence of God, he was looking around, keep trying to look and test and see and realized, I don't have double vision anymore and was instantly healed. And then we saw um, two people with totally deaf ears have their ears pop open. Another man with hearing aids up the back who didn't even come for prayer had to take his hearing aids out because his hearing was restored. Another man with partial deafness yeah, totally healed. So many people gave their hearts to Jesus. So many people were baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire. So many more wonderful healings and miracles. We just saw a breakthrough. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is stirring up this holy frustration. And we shouldn't put a, we shouldn't, you know, just uh, give it minimal attention. I believe the Holy Spirit is asking us to give our attention to what he has put in our hearts, to what he is making us burn for. Because I believe that there is a wave of his spirit about to hit this nation. We've been seeing it for a very long time, for oh, 20 plus years I've been having visions. I've been having even Hebrew words spelt out in front of me as I would wake up in the morning 20 plus years ago, a meaning wave that there was a wave coming, that dreams about this wave coming. There's prophetic words like Smith Wigglesworth gave that the last great move of the Holy Spirit before the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ would begin in Australia, New Zealand and the islands of the South Pacific and go to all the nations of the earth. And that this would be a healing revival. And so I've been contending for this promise for a long time. But I tell you prophetically, 
the wave is cresting. It's, it's upon us. And when you recognize that there is a wave coming, if, you, if anybody's ever caught a wave in the ocean, give me a wave. If you're an Aussie, yes. You know, you don't just stand there and pay no attention to what's coming. Because if a wave hits you and you're unprepared, you're likely to get dumped. Rolled around and scrape your nose and who's ever been dumped by a wave? Yeah, yep, you learn pretty quick that you have to be focused. And when a wave, if you want to catch a wave, you need to actually recognize when it's about to come and then start swimming intentionally in the direction that you're headed, in the direction that you want to go. And then when the wave hits, it picks you up and it accelerates you toward where you have already started swimming. And I believe prophetically the Lord is asking us to get very focused in this season about what is it that God's put in your heart? What is it that you burn for? What is it that gives you a holy frustration? What do you want to see? God wants you to pick those things up again and begin to focus and begin to start moving in the direction that he's calling you to because as you start to make movement, the move of his spirit is going to accelerate you be faster than you're comfortable with. Hallelujah. That's better than you're reacting. Hallelujah. Praise God. John chapter 14. I want to just read some scripture to you tonight. John 14 verse 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. If you're not sure what you burn for, read that a few times this week and see if the Holy Spirit doesn't start to stir you up and remind you this is who you were created to be. Hallelujah. You were created to be as he is. And he said, these signs shall follow those who believe. They'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It's not just these signs that will follow those who are called to a pulpit ministry or these signs shall follow those who are called to a television ministry. These signs shall follow those who believe. It's an invitation waiting for your faith response. Hallelujah. Because I go to my Father and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And there's so much power about approaching Father in the name of Jesus. When we get this revelation, when we attach our faith to this reality, you said, Lord, whatever I ask in your name, I can can have. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to ask. And when you are attaching your faith to what the Word of God says, you can have that supernatural connection that sees His promises flow. Let's read another scripture, Mark 11. Now, most of you could probably quote this or have memorized this, but I want you to listen with fresh ears. Mark 11, 22. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea. And does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Hallelujah. Therefore, 
I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. I want to talk tonight about believing that you will receive them. What does that look like? Now, we can get so familiar with the Word of God that we let it wash over us and we go, yes, yes, I know, yes, I agree. But we forget to allow it to impact us like the Lord wants us to. God gives His Word that we might run with it and be fruitful. Hallelujah. And so I was thinking about this. I don't know about you, but I can spend a lot of time hoping, wishing, worrying about things and actually forgetting to ask. We know whatever we ask in his name, we can have. We know that he says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God and the peace of God will guard your heart and mind in Christ, Christ Jesus. We know these things, but just because we know them doesn't mean that we are doing them. Have you ever found yourself hoping something will happen, but forgetting to actually pray about it? Or actually ruminating about it, thinking about it, worrying about it, and realizing you're spending more time worrying and wishing than you are actually asking? I believe the Lord is wanting to encourage you tonight. As you are watching, those you are watching, the Lord wants to encourage you to start asking to start asking more than you're worrying, asking more than you're wishing, asking more than you're hoping. Hallelujah. Have you asked? And then it says, believe that you receive them. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, say ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Say believe. So what are you asking for? God actually wants us to be specific. If we're going to believe that we have what we're asking for, we actually need to get clear about what we're asking for. Sometimes, you know, we've got this idea of what we'd like to happen, but we haven't gotten really specific about it. And we haven't, haven't gone into detail about it. And therefore, trying to attach faith, believing that we have what we've asked for, getting excited, sing, O barren, you who've not born, Isaiah 54, getting excited about what we haven't yet seen is difficult if we haven't gotten specific about what we're asking for. Now, God wants us to be able to have a picture of what it's going to look like, to be able to walk around it in our sanctified imagination, get excited and happy about what's it going to look like when that happens. But that, the beginning of that starts with being specific about what we're asking for. What are you asking for? And then when you've asked, what are you expecting to happen? You need to actually start stepping in by faith in the, the sanctified imagination into the expectation realm where you are preparing in advance, enlarging the place of your tent, enlarging your capacity to receive by, by intentionally, actively believing that you have what you've asked for. So for example, uh, many of you have seen and heard that beautiful testimony um, from Nathaniel and Haley about their baby, Gabriella. And 
for those of you who don't know, you can look it up on YouTube. That my, I think it's called My Baby's Heart Stopped. And it's a beautiful testimony. And I got the call soon after baby was born to come to the hospital because baby's heart had stopped for four minutes and she was not responding and it looked really serious. And the, the nurses met me at the door. And they said, are you the minister? And I said, yes. And they said, they don't seem to understand. I, I'm hoping you can help them. And I, I looked at them and I, I thought, you don't understand who you're talking to. <laughs> and I walked in and um, baby was just grey and, and hooked up to all these machines. And the, the nurses had very little hope for her. And I walked in and I said, hey, Nathaniel, take a picture, start filming. This is going to preach really well. And I said, has Haley started expressing milk? You, got, you nurses, you need to go and get her expressing milk because this baby's going to be feeding. We need her milk supply to be kept up because she's going to be feeding. And the nurses looked around at, at each other and they thought, oh no, we've got another one. But this expectation that I have what I've asked for, I know what the will of God is. The will of God is that she would live and not die. The will of God is that she would know long life. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I've asked, of course I've asked on the way to the hospital, and then start to enlarge my tent, okay? Get, get mom expressing, get the milk ready. We're gonna, we're gonna see this happen. And three days later, Praise God. God did an astounding miracle. Um, something similar happened with Tom's uh, niece when she was born. The doctors had actually said to his sister that um, they should abort because the baby had um, chromosomal issues and they, they said something's very wrong and this isn't going to be going to end well. And they advised her to abort, but they said, of course, no, we don't believe in abortion. And um, they decided they were going to call her Anastasia, which means resurrection. And so baby was born, but didn't respond like she was supposed to. And um, it was very serious. She was taken to ICU and um, was unresponsive, was not breathing on her own, was not responding like she should. They were convinced it's some sort of chromosomal disorder. There's, there's, and they had very little hope for her. And she was just um, medicated into a, a coma and kept on a breathing machine. And I think I, Tom and I were able to come in the, the next day and see her. And they weren't feeding her because they weren't anticipating that she would live. And so I don't know what it is about mamas and feeding children, but like, like, first thing was, this baby needs to be having food. You need to get milk express from the mother. You need at least to be putting a feeding tube in because I've asked about this and this baby's going to live. Sure enough, today I think she's 18 and happy and healthy and beautiful. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But, but there's something about... When we ask, enlarging our expectation. And you know, that begins by walking around on the inside of what you are asking for. What are you believing for? What are you asking God to do? 
Well, if Isaiah 54 tells us, sing, O barren, you who have not born, he's saying, get emotionally excited about the fact that you are going to see a miracle. Get excited about what seems impossible because your God is faithful. Get excited and actually start making preparations to receive what I have promised. And as you intentionally allow yourself to hope, the the God of all hope, God who will not disappoint, is able to connect with your faith. Hallelujah. He is faithful and he is true. And you know, I really believe the Holy Spirit wants to wants to help us get our thinking in line with what he is saying. You see, when we start to read the word of God and we hear this, whatever you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. It's an invitation not to be passive or not to go, okay, well, I ask that. We'll wait and see what happens. But to actively engage your faith And I believe one of the key ways to do that, A, is to open your mouth and start calling those things that be not as though they are, speaking to that mountain and seeing them removed, um, speaking and declaring things that be not as though they are, but also letting your sanctified imagination see what God is, is wanting to do. So for example... God said to me, uh, I I received a prophetic word back in 2011 from Cindy Jacobs that stadiums would open to me. And it confirmed a vision that the Lord had given me of fireballs going out over stadiums and people getting saved en masse and people getting out of wheelchairs and glorious miracles happening. And so I just began to agree with God, Lord, Thank you, stadiums are opening to me. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord, stadiums are opening to me. I preach in stadiums, people are healed and saved and delivered. The fire of God comes down. God is glorified and whole cities are impacted by the miracles that you do. Hallelujah. And so I agree with it. But as I'm agreeing with it, I'm getting excited. This is going to be fun. I'm excited about this. And sure enough, praise the Lord, I, I have... Uh, at least two stadium invitations already in the next 12 months that God has, has, has opened up, praise the Lord, 15,000 and then 20,000 um, in Geneva next year in May. And uh, praise God, he is faithful. But I then, I, I take it a step further. I imagine what's it gonna be like when, okay, can I see myself on the platform Preaching and releasing words of knowledge and worshiping God. What, how's it going to happen? How are these miracles going to break out? And I, I, I imagine it. What's it going to be like when the, the guy in the wheelchair jumps up? And I can imagine the, the crowd starting to make noise like, whoa, something's going on over there. What's going on over there? Everyone's talking like, whoa, look at that. That guy's up and he's running. And, and the, the crowd starts saying, oh, wow. And then, then what's going to happen? I have to think it through because this is going to happen. What's going to happen? Okay, I'm going to have to have people organized to be able to get them up on the platform so we can testify. And you might think, this woman's crazy. But I'm telling you, I've already seen it happen. And he's going to do it again and again, more and more and more and more. Why? Because he said he would. 
and I'm agreeing with what he said, and I'm going to keep imagining, and, and it's not my imagination that's creating it. It's my imagination that is being given over to God to be the womb in which he can cause this to develop and grow so that when the time of birth comes, I am ready. Hallelujah. God wants us to come into agreement. The promises of God They are yes and amen, but they are waiting for your amen, your so be it. You've been given authority on the earth. So he can declare it. These signs will follow those who believe and you can go to the grave never having seen a single healing. Or you can say, I'm not settling for this. God said, he said, I'm going to see it. I'm going to start moving toward it. I'm going to start laying hands on the sick. What do I did that and they didn't get healed? Then keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, because he who promised it will also do it. And if you don't quit, you win. If you don't change the subject, you win. Hallelujah. Because when you don't change the subject, you're saying, I'm not going to lower my doctrine, as Bill Johnson would say, to the level of my experience. I'm not going to lower my faith and my expectation to my disappointments. I'm not going to lower my, my anticipation, my faith in what God's going to do based on my, my discouragements or what I've seen or what I've heard. I'm going to base it on what He has said. And I'm going to set my face like flint because where else am I going to go? He alone has the words of life. 